This episode is brought to you by Pyromedia Network. Pyromedia Network is a progressive moving platform to give a voice to those who feel don't have one. PMN's core mission is to provide a safe and positive creative space for creatives to flourish to their highest potential. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 running, running, Also known as the beauty. Um, I've been in Southern California about, well, I moved out west 2008, so it's going on 11 years. I come from a small little town in Ohio, and at about the age of 22, I discovered drag. I was in college and didn't have time to audition for all the shows and stuff. I was a theater major, and um, I discovered drag accidentally and thought... Wow, uh, this gives me a chance to um, be on stage and do drag and always be the leading lady. And the rest is kind of history. So I was there for about 15 years doing my thing, did the pageant syndicate, um, was part of a great show in a little college town, Bowling Green, Ohio, for 10 years before um, my father passed away, unfortunately. But uh, that enabled me at that time to... um, take some inheritance, and finally do what I wanted to do and just get out of Ohio. And it was either going to be New York City or it was going to be out west. And it ended up being my uh, boyfriend at the time wanted to go to Seattle. So we ended up going to Seattle. A few um, couple years of drag later there, I met and hooked up with some um, season one queens from RuPaul's Drag Race and said, let's go to L.A. And I was like, are you kidding But um, I said, what the heck? I'm not going to live my life with regrets. Let's just do this. And here I am. I moved. But I was in Seattle in 2008. I moved to L.A. in 2010. Been in Palm Springs now for going on seven. And um, it's pretty freaking amazing here. Like, I've just, um, it took me a couple years to get my bearings and do what I had to do to get on my feet here. But now I'm so fortunate and so blessed that, uh, I get to do drag and play dress up for a living. I host several karaoke's around town, three now. And I have a couple Friday and Saturday shows that I do sporadically. And I also am part of a great, great, great brand new show starting this Sunday, actually, at Chill Bar in Palm Springs, working with some divas, some local divas, some Repulse Drag Race divas. And so excited for that. That's coming up, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about that a lot more in the podcast. But um, this is Jason, a.k.a. Jayla D. motherfucking Fox. And um, we can't wait to talk to you, and you get to know us, and us get to know you. And we're so excited for this venture. Mark is by my side and all this. It's, it's so funny that in the beginning when I uh, mentioned this podcast idea to him, he was like, no, 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 no. And then um, he didn't understand it, and I explained it a little more. And then I think it was an episode of Will and Grace, the new Will and Grace, that he saw something about a podcast. And it was maybe 
a week or two later, I don't know exactly, it's not important, but um, he says, wow, can I change my mind and tell you that I like this idea now? So um, it's great. We're so excited. We're so excited, like I said, to get to know you guys and for you guys to get to know us. And we just want to keep it real with you. And we want to share a little bit of this and a little bit of that and what's relevant in pop culture today and in our gay world and some history in our gay life and gay world and gay community and what's going on now as opposed to what was going on then and just lots of fun topics to keep you entertained and um and it's up to you to check out our beauty in the shrink facebook page because we're going to open up an email address and let you all email in message in with your comments and your concerns and maybe what you'd like to hear us talk about on beauty and the shrink okay this is me I was born. You know what? I really do have to say that I never thought that I'd see myself where I am today. Being bullied, being chastised for who I am, really never give, gave me much thought about where I'd end up. But guess what? I, for better or worse hooked up with an ex who prompted me to move to the Bay Area and I did it I did it when and was that? what's that? when was that? that was hmm, 19 you know what I don't know the year but I know Your the age, age 19 or uh, 33 okay and I moved from a secure place where I had a job where even the people who I worked with, the bitches, bullied me. And to this day, I still have nightmares about them. But that's another story. I moved to the Bay Area because my partner was supposed to be in dry dock in a submarine for a year. And it turned out to be... See if we got anything at all. Oh, okay. Kwame, you know how to con uh, cut this out. Jason's the one who's fucking this up. Anyway, all about me. Anyway, so where did I go? Okay, so I moved to the Bay Area so my partner could have his submarine in dry dock. And we were only supposed to be there for a year. Then we were supposed to move back to Southern California. As it turns out, we did not. He wanted to go to UCSD. And so therefore, I decided, number one, I was going to claw my way to the middle as far as being a professional. And I was going to go back to school to prove to myself that I was not stupid. Number one... I clawed my way to the middle and met, made good income. Number two, I did get my AA, my BS, my master's, and my licensed marriage family therapist license from the California state. And now I'm getting my PhD. I'm affiliated with betterhelp.com. And now I'm the shrink of beauty and the shrink. Take a bow.
That's it. That's it. Do I still have more minutes? That was 3.15. Okay, that's good. Kwame, cut us off now. Great. So, so when did you decide you were going to be, quote unquote, the shrink? The shrink. Ah. You know what? That was just because we decided to do the podcast. And I came up with the name Beauty and the Shrink. But I never really thought about myself as a shrink. Like I said, I went back to school to prove that I wasn't stupid. I was in a relationship with a partner who is very intelligent. My bestest friend in the whole wide world, Vicky, is Mensa. And I could only hold myself so far in the conversation until I had to bow out because I couldn't compete. So I thought there was something wrong with me. That's why I went back to school to prove that I wasn't stupid. And in reality, I realized I'm not stupid. I just was not as book learned or exposed to resources. Book smart versus worldly smart. Or right. Street smart. Like the rest of these people. Don't and you think you were learning street smart at a young age? The club scene in the 70s and being... Well, okay, that's you learning my, some street smart? Yeah, I, I guess you can say street smart, but guess what? It wasn't street smart. It was more insecure smart. Because... But a, I, lot of people, a lot of guys can't go to New York City at 17. Yeah, you're right about and that. And they can live to tell about it. You're right. <laughs> but a lot of guys don't need to get drunk before they go to a bar in San Diego called the Brass Rail and then get to the Brass Rail and need to get more drunk but can't walk up to the bar because they're so insecure that they get more drunk and they drive home totally drunk. I mean, that Is was... that when the... DUI... No, that wasn't the DUI. You don't want to say that I can delete it. No, no, that no. We can talk time. about the DUI. Okay. That's not a problem. No. The, <laughs> the interesting thing about the DUI is, is that I got my DUI when I moved to Oakland on my own. That was after? That was after Jerry. That was everything. That was... Let's call him Dry Doc. Right, Dry Doc. <laughs> we can call him Jerry. I don't give a shit. <laughs> anyway, um, I lived in Oakland on Lake Merritt. And that was when I had the car. And so I didn't realize, because I think Anita Treadmill knows about this. I would get in my car and I would drive from San Ramon to Walnut Creek to go to, what is it, 1220 or whatever the bar that Anita Treadmill goes to. Walnut Creek is where she's from or something. Yeah, or something exactly. Like and it was fun. And so many times I would get so drunk at the bar in Walnut Creek. I didn't know how I got home. I would have to get up in the morning and look to see if my car was there. I remember driving down the freeway and changing lanes all over the place and not even being concerned about who was around me. And this was probably in your 40s? 
This what? No, well, wait a second. This was probably, yeah, in my 40s. Can you imagine? And then, like I was talking to a client the other day who understands that one of my movies that I resonate with, and you do too, is Looking for Mr. Goodbar. And the unfortunate thing about it is, watch Looking for Mr. Goodbar, you guys, because it's going to really fill you in. It's generalizable to what's going on today. I've never had my Looking for Mr. Goodbar moment, which basically is the end of the show. But I, as I have expressed to other people, and I'm expressing it to you now, and I expressed to my client, in that particular moment, I thought I was having my Looking for Mr. Goodbar moment. I picked up a guy. We were leaving San Francisco. I was driving my car. We got pulled over. The cop came up to the passenger side. Smelled the liquor on him. On him. And took me out of the car and made me do all the machinations that you do. And you know what? I can only tell you, I'm scared in that particular moment. They said, well, don't do that because you're drunk. Well, I thought that's what you wanted me to do. So I did it. Don't start stepping on one foot until I tell you to do it because after all you're drunk. So I'm anticipating these things, not realizing. Anyway, the bottom line to the whole thing is is that I had to go to court, I got an attorney, I pled no contest, but then when I went to the DMV, when they were gonna work on my driver's license thing, he was asking me all about what happened. I was talking to him about, they did this, I got in the back of the car, the female, um, officer asked me this, I remember this, we did this, we went there, and the DMV guy rips my driver's license off the stapled piece of paper and said, dismissed. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him and my attorney, what does this mean? And my attorney said, don't say anything <laughs> else, let's just get let's out of here. Oh before he changes his mind. Wow. So then when I went out into the parking lot, my attorney goes, you were dismissed because if you were drunk, there's no way that that you would remember, remember all that stuff. So I never had my license expended or suspended or anything. Kwame, I've been drinking, so please cut part of that out. But, um, that was that. And that was my dirty little secret for quite a long time until I realized, because remember, this was the time when I was getting my license to be an intern for my licensed marriage and family mm-hmm. therapist. I thought my world was over. I thought I was going to be fired. We and can have a, We can have a subject. What's your dirty little secret? Well, no, I think that would be great because I, I think, don't even know if I can tell mine. No, oh I think God. I think we all have dirty little secrets. It's like that Priscilla oh Presley song. I love 
dirty little secrets. What's dirty laundry? Dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And we all have them, and we can't succumb to our dirty laundry. We have to make, and this is what I tell anybody who will listen to me. Sometimes the worst thing that we think could ever happen to us can turn out to be the best thing that ever happened to us. And yes, I got my license. The biggest lessons. Yes, I got my internship. Yes, I utilized this D, uh, the DUI in working with my clients in the drug and alcohol rehab place. I bonded with them because I could understand them. I could relate. And I utilize it to this very day. It's generalizable. And I wasn't drunk. You'd been drinking that night, but not... Exactly. Exactly. I was drinking. But the part of the point that I want to make is, based on whatever I said, this was the best time that I could have been arrested for DUI. Because if they would have caught me before any other time, I'd be in jail. Because that woke you up. I would have killed somebody. I would have been ripped any way but loose if I hadn't gotten caught at this best time. I don't mean to condone drinking and driving, but in this particular case, I wasn't. But if I had, hadn't gotten stopped at this point, you wouldn't have been thinking about it. I wouldn't have been thinking about it, and I probably would have gotten stopped before. But let me just add on, the reason why I got pulled over is because it was my first journey out in my car over the Bay Bridge to San Francisco. And on the way back, I don't know how many of you Bay Area people or people who have been there before, when you get off the Bay Bridge, there are so many different freeways that you can go on. You can go this way towards Berkeley, you can go this way towards Oakland, you can go this way towards Scooby-Doo. And I got in the lane that went one way towards Berkeley, then realized it was the not the wrong lane to go into. So I went over into the lane to go to Scooby-Doo. And then I realized, no, I don't want to go to Scooby-Doo. I want to go to Oakland. And I finally landed in that lane and the cop behind me stopped me because I was swerving. It's probably a little erratic. Getting in the lane and back in. Yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah, but, but guess what? I do that every single day when I drive. Yes, you do. You know me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't use signals. I just go in and out of lanes. I know exactly what I'm doing. You do use a signal. You know what it is? Come on! I, exactly. I know. And <laughs> You know what you were saying tonight, and you were saying earlier um, <laughs> yesterday. Now it's up to me when I get in the car with you. When you start doing that, I'm going to call you on it. I'm and test I test your patience. Yeah, but guess what? You tested my last night when I was driving to Trunks tonight. Not once did I scream at anybody, and okay. I thought, well, good luck with that because you have nobody to back that up. Mother wasn't with you. I wasn't with you. Oh, 
You're impugning my integrity now. Can you now. prove it? You're impugning my integrity. You're impugning my integrity now. I'm telling you, I didn't. It's, it's hard. I believe maybe you, but a, it's hard. Maybe a little bit, but guess what? I it's thought about it that. on the way, and I was so proud of myself that I just drove. And you know why I think it is? Because I left earlier. And why did you get there till eight ten? <laughs> so weird. Because I was behind morons who were driving slowly. I thought maybe you were late because you were stumbling to get Adrian McNuggets. Sorry, Adrian. I already promised. I didn't get you McNuggets, but I did promise that I would drive Miss Adrian. She was perfectly happy. You took her and home? And she left. No. Oh. She said she was fine. You said she was with her oh. leather husband. And you left me because I was cranky. So who cares? I didn't leave you. You left me. Anita did wave at me as I was leaving. So let's put a pin in this.